Hey guys, spoilers ahead. I'm Laura. And I'm Nikki. And this is Breakdown from the Couch. Yes, ma'am. We are the podcast that breaks down some of the best and worst movies you can find on streaming services. Yep. And you guys can check us out on social media. Uh, just search for Breakdown from the Couch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, check us out on ageofradio.org. Um, you can find our episodes there as well as shop our sponsors. So, so. Yeah. This week we are tackling... Mrs. Doubtfire, which I know is near and dear to your heart. It is. Okay, so we kind of talked about a little bit on the last podcast. I'd never seen this movie before. I know. And I was <laughs> I was shocked and appalled. I can hear the disdain from across the yes. table. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, this is the Robin Williams. It's a staple. It is. The summary found on IMDb says, After a bitter divorce, an actor disguises himself as a female housekeeper to spend time with his children held in the custody by his former wife. Yep. Which kind of makes it sound like they're being held prisoner by his former <laughs> wife a little bit on that. But, That's so you know. true. <laughs> um, so shall we hop right into first impressions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so let me ask you this. You've seen this when we were kids, and this is uh-huh. one of your favorite movies. Yep. So how does it compare watching it as a kid to watching it as an adult? It's still one of my favorites. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's definitely one of my favorite Robin Williams movies. Okay. So I can I can get behind that. Yeah. So, for me, this was just a good, family, fun movie. Right. It was made back before everybody was so sensitive about everything. Exactly. So, there is, like, bits and pieces now where I'm like, ooh, I don't know if that would fly these days. <laughs> but it was just, it was a good movie. I liked it a lot. So, shall we hop into the breakdown? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, of course, it's going to open with Robin Williams doing what he does best. Exactly. Voices. Exactly. So, he's going over and he's doing, he's a voiceover actor. Right. Is what it is. So he's doing, like, the animated voices for, like, this little cartoon, and he takes issue with the fact that in this cartoon, the bird ends up smoking. Right. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it, and so what he does is he ends up putting, you know, saying, oh, you know, this, you know, <clears throat> you know, this smoking is Basically, bad. Basically, instead of enjoying it like the cartoon right. the bird does, he's taking it in the other direction. He's taking it in the other direction, and so he gets stopped, and he's mm-hmm. like, why are you putting... You know, um, that's not part of the script or whatever. Why did you add that? And he was talking about how he, you know, like, he doesn't like the fact that, you know. The bird smokes. We're going to tell all these kids to just, like, light up and all that stuff. Exactly. Which I have to give him props for taking the moral stand. Right. The trouble I have is, A, you should get the script ahead of time so you know what's coming. (laughs) That's true. And, B, do you know how expensive it would be for an animator to have to go back? Right. And redo yeah. a I piece mean, of, like, cartoon. This isn't, like, CGI. Right. Where you can, like, cut and paste. Like, they have to go in and, you know, repaint. Yep. Redraw everything. Exactly. So. Well, and that's why he gets in trouble. And that's why he ends up quitting. Yeah. Well, quitting such. I like how the fact he was, like, you know, smoking's horrible. And then he pans around and, like, everybody else in the yeah. room is smoking. Exactly. So it's like, dude, you are in the wrong room. Exactly. And he knew that after he said it too. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And so, but I like how, I liked how he quit though. Yeah. He pulled, he pulled a porky pig and was like, piss off. Piss off, Lou. (laughs) I loved it. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Uh, He ends up going to pick up the kids from school. And they're surprised. And then I quit. The daughter. (laughs) Yeah. The older daughter is like, oh, you got fired again. He's like, no. He's like, I quit. 
And you can just kind of see, like, oh, shit, we've been through this a few times. Mm-hmm. And that what that's what kind of made me go, oh, this is not good. Because yeah. if, if the daughter knows mm-hmm. you got fired and this is a usual thing, right. that's, like, what's going to lay the groundwork for what comes later. Well, because if you think about it for a voice actor, I mean, I'm sure jobs, you know, unless you're just over, you know, super yeah, successful. Yeah, and this was back before we had, like... Because even mainstream actors like Ellen Page and right. Norman Reedus, they voiced over video games. Right. But this was before that was really popular. Right. We didn't have this huge blow-up of the internet yet. Exactly. Well, and of course, he's supposed to be playing just a voice actor. He's not Robin Williams. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So he's just playing this voice actor who you can assume gets, you know, parts once in a while. And their contract. Yeah. And so... Yeah. You know, you just, you never know probably, like, when your next job is going to be. Right, but so, if she's like, you got fired again, right. that's, that's <laughs> telling you that this has happened. Exactly. So, it turns out it's the son's 12th birthday. By the way, that kid is not 12. He's I know. He's, like, 14. That's Matthew Lawrence. It is Matthew it Lawrence. It is. Um, but, basically, it was mom said no party because his grades right. were bad. right. And then Robin Williams is like, well, we'll just clean up before she gets home. Mom's mom's not going to be home for a while. He throws the kindergarten version of a kegger. Right? You're not cleaning that up before mom gets home. So that's just it. So, yeah, so there's, you know, they show, um, you know, they got like a mobile petting zoo in the middle of San Francisco. Right. I mean, it's... Which, by the way, can we just acknowledge that house is gorgeous oh yeah i'm just, oh my that, that has house had to have been well over a million dollars oh yeah i mean oh, yeah. yeah but yeah so sure enough all these animals are out there mm-hmm. you know they're eating everything that they can and then you see the neighbor and she's trying to shoo these animals out of the way they're like eating her flowers yeah yeah. And so she ends up calling, you know... The wife. The she wife. narks on him, basically. Yeah. Oh, she definitely <laughs> narks. And so they cut to... You see that um, she's having a business meeting. The wife is named Miranda. Right. And the, her last name is on, you know... Yeah. She's a partner in this... Um, this big, like, design firm. It's a design firm, right? Yeah. And so she's, you know, pitching her ideas... And she gets called out, you know, by her boss. And um, at first they're like, hey, this guy asked for you specifically. Right. And it took her a second and she knew. She's, you can tell, like, they, she yeah. knew who it was. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. So she's excited. You know, she, you know, is getting this big job and she knows the person. Well, the receptionist is like, <laughs> you know. Hey, you've got a call you from a so-and-so and she says it's urgent. Yeah. So, I'm assuming she probably was thinking something had, you know, bad happened to the kids. Yeah, one of the kids got hit by a car or something. (laughs) But. So she shows up. She's got a cake and you can tell she's got some gifts and she's Mm -hmm. horrified. So she's not like, you can't celebrate your birthday at all. You just can't have a party. Right. Is what she was trying to get through to her son. Exactly. Yeah. And so she probably hadn't, I get the vibe. She hadn't told him that she was going to be doing this nice stuff for their son when she got home. Right, right. She probably just said, your grades suck, no party. Mm-hmm. And then she was going to kind of be the fun parent. Who, right. You know, you can't have a party, but we're still going to celebrate. Yeah. The responsible adult. Yeah. So and yeah, then she, she shows walks up. into animals. 
Yep. Eating her begonias. Which was funny. She's like, you ate my begonias. Yes. <laughs> and then, of course, eventually it kind of rolls around the house so you see everybody. I'm surprised that nothing was going on in the fish tank. Right? I expected there to be, like, cupcake upside down. Did you see the kids swinging on the chandelier? I saw the kids swinging on the chandelier, and then she gets into Daddy the table dancer. Well, see, like, I'm sorry. Like, yes, I was a kid once. My parents would have beaten my ass if right? I was swinging on somebody's chandelier. Now, let me ask you this. Would your parents have left you alone at a house party like that? That's even true, it was a too. Kid party? Well, to be fair, though, you know, what's-his-name was there. So there was a parent there. He just wasn't right. a responsible parent. But if you drove up and that's what you saw, would her parents have left you? <sighs> well, maybe not. I don't right? know. Like... We're just talking about all the irresponsible parenting in this film. I guess. Which, I mean, On Robin Williams' with part. A, a comedy flair, so it, it doesn't look so bad. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, but Daddy the Table Dancer. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're all, there's like three of them on the dining room table. It's him, Dan, the, the, the son, son and, and then a friend. Yeah. And then you do see the two daughters that are, they're also like jamming out or whatever right. but not as you know they were doing some they're not white, on the table yeah they're doing some white girl jams right uh mom literally pulls the plug literally and yeah. i love it because he's like um careful because you know that horse or whatever has had a lot of water yeah and i really did think that when she went to go pull the plug she I, was gonna get peed oh on. yeah for sure but that didn't happen right so this is this is where we get the fight this is, yeah, the big, like, the blow-up fight that right. really just... Sets everything into motion. Sets everything into motion, and she calls it quits. She says, I want a divorce. Yep. Meanwhile, the kids are, you know, up on the stairs and listening. They're listening, and they're listening to Daniel, who is Robin Williams' character, right. trying to talk her out of a divorce. Yeah. He's like, let's go on vacation. You know, you're a much different person. And she's like, well... He's basically blaming he's doing... the fact that she's working. Right. Right. For the reason they're having all of these problems. Exactly. You're not fun anymore. Yeah. Meanwhile, like she's saying, well, somebody's got to be the adult. Yeah. You know, somebody has to be the adult. And she was also getting sick and tired of, you know, like she was pointing out, you know, like I come home with cake and a couple of gifts and you bring the whole, you know, damn, damn San, you know, yeah. San Diego Zoo. It's like, you know, he, basically he keeps like one upping her. Like she's, yeah. she's trying to be... A mom. A mom, and, you know, somewhat of a fun mom, but not an irresponsible one. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, let's be real. His whole character in mm -hmm. most of his movies, he is a cartoon character. Well, yeah. He and Jim Carrey have that in common, right. but I feel like Jim Carrey's not quite there. No. But Robin Williams, he's... His characters, whether they're animated or live action, mm -hmm. they're cartoon characters, which yeah. means they're always over the top. Right. And so, so she points out, she's like, you know, I haven't been happy in a while. I want a divorce. Yeah. Now, the next thing we really see is Daniel's moving out. And um, I think court happens first. Uh, no, court's next. Oh, okay. I have it in order. Oh, okay. It's in the notes. Okay. <laughs> Fine. But he's packing up, like, maybe not all of his stuff, but a lot of it. And yeah. he's basically leaving. And all the kids are sad, but the son blames himself. Yeah. Which I feel like echoes to... Like, the real life of I think happens. that would happen, yeah. And, you know, he's like, no, you know, don't blame yourself. This has been a long yeah, this time is coming. What I did. Right. You, you know, you didn't basically call you the know. shots for it. Right. So he drives away, and the next thing we see is, like you said, the court. Right. They assign a liaison. Mm-hmm. 
And basically, it breaks down. The judge is like, well, you've got, what, like six months? Or I think it was three months. You've yeah. got three months to find yourself a job. A, a house. A place to live, you know, that's suitable for kids. Yeah. And, um, you know, you got to be able to show that you can keep the job, basically. Yeah. Basically, you're going to be a responsible adult. Right. And care for your children when they're in your care. Yeah. And so, like you said, so that, yeah, they assign him this liaison that's going to come, mm-hmm. like, once or twice a week, check out, you know, the house. See what it's like when the kids mm-hmm. are basically going to be there for visitation. Right. And so he meets with her and he pulled out all the stops <laughs> and she hates him. Oh, she does. And it's so <laughs> funny because she asked like, you know, she's like, um, you know, I've got an, you know, I've got a job, you know, set up for you. You know, mm-hmm. here's the information. And then she asked like, oh, do you have any special skills? And he's like, yeah. I do voices. And she's like, what? And she's like, what do you mean? You, you do, do voices. voices. Yeah. <laughs> And that's whenever we get, you know, the Robin Williams that we love. I mean, legitly, though, this lady is a social worker. She yeah. probably has a dozen other cases she's working on that's at the same true. time. I'd probably be the same thing. You know, oh, I'm an actor. <laughs> Baby, you got three kids to feed. Mm-hmm. Acting's a hobby. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. So, but yeah, he goes through the whole gamut. And I think mm-hmm. my favorite is like, I can also do an impression of a hot dog, <laughs> which made me laugh really hard. <laughs> I didn't quite get that one, but I mean, I giggled throughout the whole thing. Like, I thought it was funny. The different voices. Yeah. After about the fourth one, I kind of started getting annoyed. I'm like, yeah. okay, next scene. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as a kid, I know I would have absolutely Oh, yeah. It. it would have been hilarious. Right. Me. So she sends him, and basically he thinks he's going to be doing what he does. Right. Acting. Right. No, he's shipping. Yeah, he's so. shipping films. I love mm-hmm. it. He, you know, the you get like the kind of older, kind of grumpy guy. Yeah. He's like, okay, so you're going to take these. Who, did you not, when I first saw that guy, yeah. I thought De Niro. Really? Because he really looked just, not De Niro then, but De Niro now. Oh. Well, you know, I didn't see it. Kind of and it. I thought, I don't know, it just occurred to me for a minute, and then I'm like, oh, no, that's not, yeah. that's not who that is. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, so he's explaining, you know, he's like, oh, you know, he's thinking, am I going to be announcing these on the air? And he's like, not exactly. He's like, you're going to take these films, you're going to box them, and then ship them. Mm-hmm. And then over there, you see those films, you're going to take those, box them, and ship them. And then I love it because uh, Daniel's like, so after I box them, he goes, you ship, you ship him. him. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, called him a smart ass or whatever. Right? So. I did like that. <laughs> um, so now you know, this is just one more thing. Yeah. You know, he doesn't get to see his kids every day. Right. Now he's got this really crappy job he hates. Yep. Uh, we cut to Miranda, who is meeting Stu Dunmire, who mm-hmm. is Pierce Brosnan's character. Yep. I get the vibe they were old flames. I think so, too. So, basically, they're meeting, and they're discussing all this stuff, and he's asking her out on Well, it. and she was giddy at first whenever he showed up. Mm-hmm. She was just like, oh, hi, Stu, you know, and yes. she had the uh, the mustache with the um, the coffee mustache. Yes. And so she, you know, got embarrassed and, like, wiped it away, and... Yeah. And yeah, they're talking, at first they are talking business and she's going over kind of what what mm-hmm. she wants to do for these rooms because he um, bought this place that is going to be like a bed and breakfast type At place. 500 bucks a night. Kiss my Yeah, ass. right? Airbnb, we're spending three nights in New Orleans <laughs> and we're paying like 300 bucks? I know, right? No. I know, right? So, yeah, but that's, like, for rich people that can blow their money on stupid shit and it doesn't matter. Yeah, so. that's, like, that's the more money than brains people. Yeah. So, anyway, so at first they are talking business and then he's pulling out all the stops of, oh, you know, you still look 
you know, basically the same, mm-hmm. um, that kind of stuff. And yeah, he asks, you know, asks her out. Yeah. So. Um, from there, the kids get to be with Dan at his mm-hmm. place for dinner and they hate it. Well, the place looks like shit. I mean, it he's does. still. It's like dirty. There's still boxes everywhere. Right. Nothing's unpacked. They're eating, you know, like some shitty looking Chinese food. Mm-hmm. And so the daughter is basically saying, like, you know, you need to try harder. This is not enough. Which, I mean, she's being honest. She is. I can't, I mean, as hard as it probably was for him to hear it, I think he kind of needed to hear it. Because that's basically the daughter even being like, dude, grow the F up. Yeah. Like, there's three of us. You need to either come home or get your crap together. Right. And see, they do a lot of... I think the reason why this movie was so popular is because there's a lot of real issues that people encounter, right. both kids and adults, during the divorce. That's probably true, yeah. She, Miranda, you find out, dropped them off late, mm-hmm. and now she's there to pick them up an hour early. Right. And, and that's his only day with the kids. Well, and that's just it. So, she shows up, she honks the horn. I mean, she was mm-hmm. not even planning on going in. And they're like, oh crap, that's mom, you know, we gotta go. And that's when he's like, well... She dropped you off late, and now she's here early, and they're... You know, you're they're my plan- goddamn kids, Yeah, you're too, my goddamn kids, too, is basically what he tells them. And so they <laughs> sit back down or whatever, and then you see her, and she, like, stumbles through the door, which I, I guess the door is hard to open? I guess. I mean, it's one more thing that's wrong with the apartment. And, of but course... she's basically getting on to him. Mm-hmm. I thought this made her just look like a total bitch. Yeah. She's getting on to him. Yep. Because he wants to spend time with his kids on the only day of the week he gets to spend time with his kids. Well, and that's just it. And, you know, she's like, oh, are my kids ready yet? And that's when he's like, no, our kids are not ready yet. Because it's yeah. like, yeah, it's my ki- you know, they're my kids, too. Not Until, just yours. you know, another hour yeah. from now. Yeah. And so, and then you get the little girl, you know. We're his goddamn, goddamn kids, kids too. too. And of course. Which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and through all of this back and forth, you find out she's actually looking to hire a housekeeper. Right. So. He ends up, while she's getting the kids put together... Well, they she's talking about hiring a housekeeper, and uh-huh. he's asking, you know... What are you going to pay him? Yeah, which is 300 a week or whatever, and mm-hmm. this is what I want him to do. And he actually had said, well, instead of that, why can't the kids just come, you know, after Why can't I just me? watch them? I'll yeah. babysit my own kids, kind yeah. of thing. Which, I mean, i got to give the guy props. There are a lot of dads that yeah. once they're gone, they're gone. Exactly. And he's playing a dad that... All he wants is to be with his kids. Right. Even if he can't be with her. Right. He wants to be with his kids. And he, she pulls the whole, I'll think about it. And you can tell, like, she's it's not. A no. It's a no. It's a no. And so at that point, yeah, he she had given him the ad or whatever. that he, Because uh, he'd asked to see it. He had asked to see it. And then he starts changing the numbers, the telephone number in the ad. Exactly. Which... I'm sorry, she seems like a smart person. Wouldn't you look, I, before you place the ad, I would probably look at it one more time. She prob- See, but this is, like I said, this is pre the internet blow up. She had to put it in the paper, which means she probably wrote it up, looked over it a couple of times, and then just turned it in. Yeah, I guess. You know? I would have probably looked at it one more time. But. My favorite, because I'm kind of a vindictive person, mm-hmm. Daniel catfishes Miranda. Yeah. With the pre, housekeeper thing. Pre catfishing, <laughs> which, you know, before catfishing. Catfishing became like a big thing. I know, and I I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I absolutely. What was it like? One of them? Uh, no, I don't mind boys. I used to be one. I used like- to be one. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, there's one where he, you know, she answers the phone and he screams, and she's like, 
He's like, don't make me get the hose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, I thought, I mean, that's where Robin Williams shines. Yeah. And that reminded me of one of my favorite movies he did called Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, yeah. That was I awesome. I love That was that a great movie. movie. And that's what this kind of threw me back to mm-hmm. was that, that over-the-top radio right. personality. Right. Um, and so finally, as he said. He's basically scaring the crap out of yep. her. And basically priming her so that when he calls mm-hmm. as Mrs. What is it? Effa Eugenia or something? something? Yeah, it's like some weird first name. Yeah. And so, but that's just it. Like he said, he's going in for the kill. Like, yeah. this is it. This is the one that's going to, you know. This is who she's going to hire. Yep. Yep. So, sure enough, he says all the right things. He's got a British accent. Now yep. he sounds pleasant. Well, Britishy, Scottishy, Irishy, whatever. It's kind of a mosh posh. It is, but it sounds, you know, it, it sounds, sounds like European a nice enough, and it sounds like a nice yeah. old lady, you know, exactly. And so I love it though. She's like, oh, you know, can I get your name? And he's like, oh, I thought I gave it to you. And he just looks down at the paper, and I didn't yep. read what that whole headline said. All I saw was doubt and fire, and so exactly. he just put it together. You know, oh, Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. you know. So And so from there, we get into another fun part, which is the makeup montage. Yes. With and his... this is the section that's kind of more for the older adults, mm-hmm. you know, older kids and adults than it is for the little kids. Right. Because he's going through, like, Barbra Streisand, right. a peasant woman from the Ukraine, yep. like, all yeah. kinds of different it's, stuff. And it's his brother and his and... brother's partner. Uncle so and so and Aunt Jack. Or yeah, something like that. yeah. That's what he calls them. Yeah, Aunt Jack. Is. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So they're going through all this, and none of it's working. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna do the whole face." Yeah. Which that looked scary, but like it looked getting like molded like that. Yeah, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to breathe because did you see where? I mean, it was like all in it his was nose. like two little holes, and that's what you get to breathe. Well, through. and then it looked like there was actually stuff in the. hole. Holes, like after it they took it off, open. yeah. But it's like that would have, I wouldn't have been able. I to I wouldn't do be that. able to sit through it because you have to sit like that for like half an hour. Yeah, no, or I'd, more. My anxiety would have kicked in for sure, and I'd be screwed. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be the one that would like go crazy and get up and like run across the room, yeah. with my hands waving, and like slam to the wall. Exactly, because <laughs> you so, can't see where you're going. So that's just it. So they basically use plaster. They put it over him. And they then, basically sculpt and yeah. do a cast mold of his face, right? His head. Yep. And then they start, like, slathering on clay and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff to do what they want it to do. And they end up with yep. Mrs. Doubtfire. I love it, though. He's like, how do I look? And, and he goes, any and closer and, and you'd be, be mom. mom. And they start, like, <laughs> high-fiving each other. And Yep. Yep. I, I love Harvey Feinstein. Oh, I do, too. He's just, he's one of my favorite yeah. character actors. He really is. Yep. Because no matter what he's in, you know exactly who he is. Exactly. So, from there, he goes in, he goes to the interview with his wife. Yes. And then, the that's when you finally actually really get to see the full costume. Yep, yep. And the whole interview process just cracks me up. Well, and the daughter, the oldest daughter, is not happy. No. She's she like, I, she's like, why can't dad do it? Exactly. You know, she's, she's in that she's mindset adamant where it, of... 
Which I'm with her. It makes yeah. sense because now you don't have. Hey, you don't have to pay him. Exactly. Like he you can know? just take care of his kids like he wants to. Exactly. But know? no, mom's got to be difficult. No, and so you know she's basically being rude. You know mm-hmm. she is being rude to like Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, and of basically. course Mrs. Doubtfire is kissing up to trying right. to kiss up to all the kids. Exactly. Because she knows what they like. Exactly. And it's like oh I you know I you used to play Stuart Little. Yeah. To, and I used to play football, but you call it soccer. Soccer. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, he's kissing up to all the kids, so now the kids, at least the two other kids are on board. The two younger ones are kind of on board. The oldest daughter is still like, yeah, whatever. Right. Uh, You know, I'd rather have dad. Mm -hmm. Um, So, after he, and then the tea in the kitchen. mm Mm-hmm. She, doesn't she bash him a little bit? No, she goes to bash him in front of the children. Yeah. And Mrs. Doubtfire's like, darling, you don't, you don't basically talk crap. Yeah. About him in front of the children, do you? Yeah. And that's, you kind of see a light bulb go off mm-hmm. where she, Sally Fields' character, Miranda, realizes right. she has been doing that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you should A lot. Yeah, it's like, you shouldn't be doing that in front of the kids. Exactly. Um, um, but he, di- I liked how, you know, when he slips into Mrs. Doubtfire, he plays that third party really well to mm-hmm. a point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, they go in for tea and she's like, oh, you seem to know your way around the kitchen. Uh, where you've got everything labeled, dear. Which is weird. Like, everything is literally, like, labeled. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I know. We have a spice shelf. Yeah. If it's a spice that's not salt and pepper, it lives there. And yeah. if you want it, you dig for it like Ex- champ. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I love it whenever he's like, I'm surprised you don't have a little label that says spoons when she, you know, whenever they were making right? the tea and stuff. Um. So that but she, she's tired. But she even says, like, oh, you know what? You remind me of somebody, and I, I feel like I've known you for years. Yeah. Is what she says. And at that point, he's thinking, like, oh, shit. Right. Like, I've already been caught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, like you said, yes, she gets hired. And I love the walk home. Mm-hmm. The stockings fall down. Yeah. And, and then we have the bus driver crush. Yeah, the bus driver is crushing hard on Mrs. Doubtfire. Which, can we discuss the bus for a moment? What city bus anywhere is that clean? I know, right? No, where's the homeless guy sitting in the back? Exactly. But, you know, whatever. It's right. a kid's movie. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, so the bus driver is, you know, flirting Mm-hmm. Uh, with Mrs. Doubtfire, and she's just, you know, he's like, all right, whatever. And then yeah. I love it, too, because, you know, they show him getting off the bus, and he's bitching about the heels. Like, yes. he's wearing, like, you know, like the old lady, like, wedge-type shoes. So it's not even, like, stilettos. Right. I it's mean, like, yeah. dude, calm down. Yeah, but this still. Is nothing. So he's bitching about heels, and mm-hmm. so he goes to go upstairs to his apartment, and who's there? The liaison. Not Todd. Not Todd. The liaison. Yes. <laughs> And so, you know, yeah. And then there's the chaos. Uh, yeah. He's swapping back and forth between Mrs. Doubtfire and himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's my sister. Much older sister. Yeah. Is what he then says because, right. yeah. And I love the fact that it's like basically strip down, zip up, mm-hmm. go out, and then go back. Strip down, zip up, go out. And then he loses his face. Yeah. Well, well Mrs. Doubtfire's face. But here's the thing, though. It's like. If he wouldn't have said, like, if he hadn't been like, oh, you know, my sister makes a great, you know, tea or whatever. If he hadn't said that, he it probably. would have been fine. Yeah, he probably just would have, would not have even had to go back and change Well, again. he probably didn't even think that she was going to ask for tea. Yeah. But, you know, we're Southern, so if you say, oh, so-and-so does this really great, and that person is there. Yeah, that's true. You do it. You know, that's like a Southern thing. But but they're in San Francisco. I know, but that's why it wasn't unusual. <laughs> that's why common sense tells me don't mention right. something 
that is easy to make like a cup of tea. Right. And so, okay, so he goes he goes in, you know, mm-hmm. again, because it's like, oh, crap, now i got to make this tea or whatever. Starts putting all of his Doubtfire stuff on. Yeah. And I love it because there's these two kids that are watching him across the way. Right? Yeah. Dude, I, call, I thought of them as the Buddha boys because yeah. they're just like the really plump, oriental, yeah. Chinese-looking kids. Yeah. I thought it was really And cool. they're watching through the, vid- you know, the uh, window, and they're, like, laughing because he's putting on this, like, crazy-ass body I laughed, too. <laughs> and then he turns around where he's got, you can see the fake big boobs. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, God, that's so gross. Mom, you know, they start yelling for the mom. Yeah. And he goes to get, you know, put the face on, and it literally falls out the window. And then gets run over by a truck. (laughs) It does. (laughs) So now it's just like, oh, shit, how am I going to pull this off? Mm -hmm. So he kind of sneaks out there, starts, you know, has the tea already going and stuff, and... You know, she she comes in or whatever. Oh, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire. And he just face plants himself. Into the cake. Into the pie. And, oh, my moisturizing mask. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think I read that that was actually... Um, like shaving cream is what it looked like. Oh, well, no. No, I, I oh, read that um, he had... Well, no, he had improvised it because... The lights in the studio were so hot, and that's why it was melting off of them. So, like, the scene where it falls <laughs> into the tea, I, I don't think that that was like actually... written in? I think he just, like, threw that in there, and they, you know, kept it. Cool. So, yeah, they he did a lot of um, improvising, which I'll talk about later. I mean, that's just Robin Williams, It though. is, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how he worked. So, anyway, so, yeah, sure enough, it falls in, mm-hmm. you know, and she ends up trying the moisturizer... I thought that was kind of that was too. cute too. <laughs> so yeah, but so he was able to get out of that, and so the next scene they show him, you know, at his brother's house, and he's like, "Be careful with this one, okay? She's an old woman." I like that. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And then from there, you really see just the routine fall into place. It's yeah. like a shift change. Right. He's, you know, Dan at the studio where mm-hmm. he's shipping and boxing. Yep. And then he goes to be Mrs. Doubtfire. He's doing housework, cooking. Well. But first, the first day that he's there is Mrs. Doubtfire. I love that. Okay. So, mm-hmm. again, he's getting resistance, especially from the oldest one. And then Mrs. Doubtfire lays down the oh, law. Oh, the law. So, she has them, um, yeah, starting to clean. You've got, you know, mm-hmm. one kid polishing some brass. you got the other, like, like washing the wall. Like, scrubbing baseboards and stuff. Yeah. And then Which you got, is the worst chore ever. Right. Like, I'm a grown adult, and I'm like, I wish I could pay someone to do this. Exactly. Like, I don't... I'll vacuum. I'll sweep. Yeah. I'll wash windows. I'll do, yeah, dishes. Yeah, you hand me a rag and point to the baseboard, and I'm, I'm like, like mm, no, yeah, I'm laying this. To. Like, I don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> and so, at that point... The two other, because it was the oldest daughter who that basically... That caused the trouble. That caused the trouble. So the two younger ones turn on her and basically, you know, are like, shut, shut up. up. What is it, Liddy? Liddy, yeah, because yeah. her name's Lydia. Okay. And so at that point, they all are like, fine, we'll go upstairs and do our stupid homework. Because that's what they yeah. were arguing about. They, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire wanted them to go up and do their homework. And they didn't want to do it. Right. They wanted to watch, what, the Dick Van Dyke show? It was Dick Van Dyke, yeah. It wasn't even on anymore. Yeah, but I still okay. watch reruns of old shows. Okay. So, so the sure kids enough, are upstairs. So, so now it's time for him to cook. And he sets his tits on fire. He does. <laughs> 
<laughs> Talk about the saying, cool your tits. I know, right? Um, He's like, I'm having hot flashes. For <laughs> <laughs> saying a woman. And I, I'm having hot flashes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's just it. So he's trying, he was trying First to First off, he's not cooking well anyway. Right, like they show him, he's got like some burned meat, which I don't know what the hell that was supposed to be. It was um, burned looking, but, and yeah. then he goes to season it and like the whole, which that sucks. I've had that happen where like the top just... <laughs> Falls, falls open, or you can yes. have like a sprinkle cap and it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And so I felt bad from there, and then he's got something else that was burning, burning some, it was like the hollandaise sauce or I something. don't know. Something, yeah. He and was trying sh- to basically go from like no experience right. to like a gourmet meal, which exactly. was mistake number one. Exactly. And Day then, one, keep it simple, spaghetti. There's not a lot of ways to right, ruin it. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's just it. So at one point he's leaning over, he's like, oh, this hollandaise smells like burnt rubber. And that's when he realizes his that tits he's are on, on fire. fire. Yeah. And so, yeah, he puts himself out. And then that's whenever he's like, first day as a woman and I already have hot flashes. Yeah. So he's got to think quick. And so he, he orders out. Yeah. To some like. $140. I know. Go fuck yourself. No. I'm not paying that. I got Postmates yesterday from PF Chains and it was like twenty seven fifty. I know, right? And even that was like, really? Yeah, exactly. So. No, $137. No. Yeah. And so that's basically what he says to was right. like, like, is this stuff gonna hop off the plate and do the dishes when everybody's done? It's like, like, and then the guy was like, yeah, plus tip. Oh, yeah. So he gives no. him a hundred and forty, and so you see him, and he's hurrying as fast as he can. He's trying to plate it all nice and make it really pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, sure enough, you know, Miranda gets home. They come in, and there's like all the shock and awe about how right. good the dinner looks. Uh, Dan goes to Mrs. Outfire goes to leave. Right. And Liddy follows her and she apologizes. Yeah. yeah. And she apologizes to her and is like, you know, I'm really sorry. And, you know, thank you. Thank My mom you. hasn't been happy in a long time. Right. That kind of stuff. And then we get another hitting on by the bus driver. Of course. But what was funny the poor is. old man probably. I know. Has, he just thinks it's a good looking older lady. Yeah. And then he sees her hairy legs. And he's like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's It's just natural. It's all natural. Yeah. He's still, so, he's DTF still. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, with some chem- chemical assistance, yeah. most likely. Right. This is where we get the montage of now everything mm-hmm. is starting, you know. To kind of fall into place and right. fall into that routine. He's taking care of the kids. Yep. He's, you know, doing voices when he's reading to the youngest. He's playing yeah. soccer with the oldest. like With the boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just... Yeah, so, but then they also show the scene, too, where, you know, Miranda's being kissed by uh, Stu, and I love it because he, (laughs) Mrs. Doubtfire flips him off. Right. (laughs) Um, And of of course, he's always throwing shade at Stu. Oh, yeah. Every time they meet. So, um, where were we? Oh, they... He finally meets them at the house. Yeah, he was there when... As Mrs. Doubtfire. So, he shows up as Mrs. Doubtfire, and... There's Stu and, you know, the kids, and it mm-hmm. looks like one big happy family. He snapped the, the little emblem off the... Yeah. <laughs> he did, off of the Mercedes. Off like, the Mercedes. Oh, I, I found this outside, you know, who did you, who'd you uh, upset or whatever? And yeah. he's like, oh, he's like, that's the emblem from my Mercedes. And he mm-hmm. makes, he makes a dick joke, basically. Yeah. About, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> so he, it's like his favorite thing to do mm-hmm. is to shit up is to throw some shade. Yep. Um... Then Dan gets caught with his skirt up because he's like helping the oldest with her homework. Right. Liddy. He's helping Liddy with her homework. Yep. And, you know, oh, excuse me, I need to tinkle. Yeah. And of course, 
Yeah, the son walks in on him. While he's peeing standing up. Right, and he freaks out, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, we gotta call the police, you know. This is one of those moments where I'm like, that wouldn't really fly today. No. Because basically they're treating him like he's some deranged lunatic just right. because Mrs. Doubtfire is a Mr. Doubtfire. Right. And yeah. he he has to come clean yeah, to his he two comes, oldest. Yeah, he comes clean to his two older, two oldest. He's like, you know, but you can't tell Natty who's the youngest one. Right. Because she'll blow my cover. And, you know, right. you can't tell mom because, you know. You're, then I'll get in trouble. Then, I'll, then I won't get to see you behind, you know, unless it's like behind glass or something like that. Yeah, basically. he's making a, a prison joke. Mm-hmm. So he, they agree, basically. Yeah. And, I mean, it's the best of both worlds for them because right. they get, you know, that Mrs. Doubtfire responsible adult, but they get to see their dad. Exactly. So. Well, because, like, he explains to, mm-hmm. like, the son, because the son is now thinking, like, are you really. What's up with my dad? Why is he in dress? Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, and he's like, you know, I, no, I don't like this. He's like, it's a pain in the padded ass. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> and he's like, you know, it's just but so I can. Is, yeah, I it's just so I can you. see you guys. Yeah, I'm sure the money didn't hurt either. Right. So, you know, the next scene section is where Mrs. Doubtfire Mm -hmm. and Miranda are talking about marriage. Right. And you find out that Mrs. Doubtfire has made up this whole backstory with Winston, her late (laughs) husband. I love it. He says, you know... Oh, you know, it was the drink that killed him. And so Miranda's like, oh, was he an alcoholic? And he's like, no, he was hit by a Guinness <laughs> truck. And then they were talking about... So it was about, quite literally the drink that killed uh, him. What was it? The the sex? And he's yeah. like, you know, Winston's idea of foreplay was, Effie, brace yourself. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I know. Well, and he was poking around because he wanted to find out, like... What, Why did the marriage fail? Yeah, it's like... And, and he, of course, wanted to know, like, was, you know, was... Is he she a, having sex with Stu? Well, no. She wanted... He wanted to know, like... Was he good in bed? Yeah. Is what he wanted to know. She's like, and she, it was funny because she's like, that part was always okay. And you know, he was probably. Just okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, but she was just explaining how. Basically the emotional side. Right. She she didn't like who she was when she was married to Dan. Right. Because she didn't get to be fun. Exactly. Because she, she couldn't. Right. And then she also mentioned, you know, that there were a lot of nights where, you know, I would just cry myself to sleep is what she said. Yeah. And you could kind of see, like, the look on his face, kind of like, oh, shit. And he even said, did you ever tell him? Right. And she was like, no. Which... I couldn't. Hello? Exactly. (laughs) This is why Miranda gets on my damn nerves the whole movie. You know, she's blaming him for their whole marriage falling apart. Right. But she never spoke up when the problems were happening. Well, and that's why they say communication in marriages, that's a, you know, big thing. I mean, yeah, if you're not communicating, that... Stuff just, like, festers, and everything just gets worse. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, Yeah. if she would have said to him, like, you know, all this stuff, I mean... Especially if she said it in tears. Right, exactly. I mean, it would have been, if not a wake-up call, at least then they're leaving the marriage knowing that they did everything they could. Right. Because when he's talking about, you know, he even said in the beginning when they were talking about divorce, let's get therapy. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, it won't fix anything. Well, like, of course try. Fix anything because you've been pissed for ten years. Exactly that, and you should at least try. Exactly, you know. But um, whatever. Anyway. So anyway, so there's <laughs> that whole yeah that whole section where he kind of really hears what he's never heard before. Right. It's like, hey, bitch, this would have helped like ten years ago, even a year ago. Yeah, it would have been better. Uh, from there, they go to the pool party with mm-hmm. Stu, and of course. 
they walk in and it's like this you can tell it's like one of those like richy like clubs ritzy pitsy mm-hmm. country club type and place. so they walk in and you know oh you see Stu up there you know looking like a, a, a god Adonis. yeah <laughs> And, uh, you know, so he does his, like, little swan dive, and it's really nice and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Basically, they're trying to set him up to be a douchebag. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing, though. He's not a douchebag. No. Because he... Let's just say he seems like Dan a nice guy. Dan him, and Dan's like, yeah, you know, I found this lady. And the guy's like, dude, you never even want to, ha- you know, you never wanted kids. Right. You never wanted to be around kids. And he's like, well, that's changing. Yeah, it's changing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially with, you know, the youngest one, you know. Mm-hmm. And I love it because at that point. So, okay. So you've got, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire sitting at the bar. Because obviously right. she's not getting drinking in the pool. Drinking beer on his tab. Yeah. Drinking a beer. And, you know, I love it because, like, some hot chick in a bikini comes up. And he's, like, making eyes at her. Making eyes at her. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, you know, I'll pick that up. And she's looking at him like, yeah, no thanks. Because she's getting creeped out. Because it's, like, supposed to be An old lady. Yeah, it's an old lady. And so, at that point, though, that's whenever uh, Stu comes up to order some drinks or whatever. Yeah. That's whenever he's having the discussion with his friend. And Daniel... And you find out he's not a douchebag. Except... Then he calls the dad a loser. But who's he been talking to? He's never That's met Dan. That's true, too. And Miranda has said nothing but bitch That's about true him. Too. Yeah. In front of her kids, God, and everybody. But what what is he supposed to think? That's true. And so that's what makes him pick up a lime and basically drill it in the back of his head. Right. All of that it. is some, like, Nolan Ryan <laughs> right? pitching. It right? Awesome. Oh, I saw them. It was a run by fruiting. And then he's like, did you not, you know, tip the waiter? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Um... So I think the next scene is where he's at work and he starts messing around. Yes. He goes in because he said before, cause he saw, um, a scene prior, mm-hmm. the, the old like prehistoric dude talking about the prehistoric dinosaurs, dinosaurs is boring as like, hell. Boring, no fun. And I love it because he was talking to, and he he's didn't know it. crap about the whole show right. to the guy standing next to the camera. Right. Thinking he's like a director or right. he's like a, a key grip or something. Yeah. And no, it turns out he's like, you know. It's the studio head. It's the studio head. <laughs> and he was, you know, like, oh, well, Daniel Hillard, former employee, is what he said. Right. Because. He thinks he's about yeah. to get fired. And so there was that scene that was earlier. But now we've come up to the part where he's at work and he's, you know, sees the set. And mm-hmm. he just starts doing Robin Williams stuff. Exactly. He does the cartoon voices. He's making dino mm-hmm. jokes that are still kind of educational. Right. So this is where you see, this is where he would have his dream job. Right. Is in front of a camera, teaching, you know, doing his voices, yep. and he's not doing anything morally reprehensible. Right. He's, like, teaching kids. Right. And so yeah. the studio head guy sees him and, you know, wants, sets up a meeting with him. He's like, yeah. you know, I really like your ideas. You know, you know, let's get together. To talk yeah. This day and this time. Right. At this particular restaurant. So, so. Okay, cool. Yeah. So. The next thing is the kids are with dad on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And the apartment's clean. Yep. It's unpacked. He's cooked for them. Right. Spaghetti. Finally took some advice right? from me. And, you know, the kids are really, really happy. And Miranda comes to pick and them up. And she's impressed. She's impressed, too. She didn't think you have an enemy right. to be responsible. She thought that he had hired somebody to, like, come and clean. Exactly. And he's like, nope, that was me. And then he's, again, you know, you look around you. I can handle it. Let me have the kids. Right. And she's like, well, I can't fire Mrs. Doubtfire. Right. She's a part of the family. 
Dude, so Dan has just become his own worst enemy. You know what I thought? What? <laughs> Obviously, it's a kid movie, so this would never happen. But what if they had? What if he was like, okay, I gotta get rid of Mrs. Doubtfire, and like took her out. <laughs> and so, what if he used like a different voice and called and said, you know, oh, I'm sorry, but Mrs. You know, whatever Doubtfire passed away. See, it, he couldn't <laughs> have done that because then there would have, you know, they would have learned some kind of funeral. He could. He should have just called her in Mrs. Doubtfire's voice yeah. and said, "You know, my sister in England is oh, having true. a surgery, and I have to go take care of her. But, I don't know when I'm coming back." But you know me, I gotta jump to some dark. You gotta shit. jump to the Lifetime movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so like you said, now he's basically become his worst enemy. Exactly. So uh, you find out that everyone is going to a birthday dinner for Miranda. Stu is taking them for Miranda's birthday to this restaurant called I, Bridget, which. I liked the scene, though, whenever she was trying to get, you know, Mrs. Out of Doubt- it? Well, no, when Mrs. Doubtfire, she was trying to get Mrs. Doubtfire's opinion on what dress to wear. So yes. she had, she had, like, this really pretty red one. She had this nice black one. Uh-huh. And so the, the girls, the two girls were trying, you know, oh, I like this one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire comes in and. She was like, no. Basically finds her a nun habit out of that yeah, closet to wear. I love that. She's like, yeah, I wore that to my aunt's funeral back in the 70s. That's <laughs> basically what she said. So anyway, so she ends up, you know, going with the black one. Yeah, the little black dress. Right. And so then, yeah, that's when she finds out, you know, oh, yeah, Stu's going to take all of us, uh, you know, for my birthday mm-hmm. um, to Bridges, and we want you to come. And then that's when she drops the laundry. Cause it's because like, it's the same restaurant. Same She's day. She's the studio, studio head. Right. Same day. I think, like, same time. Yeah, like, maybe 30-minute difference or something. So it's like, oh, shit, you know, what can I do? So that's just it. So he goes back to the studio. He's Mm -hmm. trying to, like, reschedule. And the lady's like, you can't. You can't. She's like, my advice. she straight up told him, if you'd miss this meeting, kind of, you're blowing it. Yeah. this is not going to happen again. Exactly. So it's like, oh, shit. So here we go. So they get to the restaurant. And what shocked me... Is they had still had a smoking and yes. non-smoking section. Yes. Like, that's how, that's what told me how old this movie was. I think this was 93. Something like that. Yeah. But there was still a smoking versus non-smoking. And I was like, whoa. Can we talk about the smoking <laughs> and the non-smoking? Because that's smoking section. So, okay. So, mm-hmm. he, you know, the head shows up or whatever. And he says he wants the non-smoking section. So, he, you know, they seat him in the non-smoking section. Yeah. So... I, if I remember right, she had overheard that or whatever as Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Because they kind of showed up at the same time. So he, you know, as Mrs. Doubtfire overheard that. So she, you know, they were going to sit in the non-smoking section. And she was like, smoking! Smoking! She's like, <laughs> you know, and they were like, well, you don't smoke. And she's like, well, I used to. But so, like, the smell of, of smoking sometimes kind of helps me to stay, you know. Strong. Strong and, and stuff. So they end up sitting in the smoking section, which... By the way, I didn't see any smoking in that smoking section. It is a kids movie. I know, but I concur, but it is a kids movie, so they weren't going to show that. They could have showed at least one or two people smoking. Right, because they showed like four of them in the beginning and a smoking Tweety Bird. Exactly. But you're not going to show anybody smoking in like the restaurant. Yeah, it's like they could have had like two people smoking uh, in the smoking section. Or one not even holding a cigarette. Right. Smoke up from an ashtray. Yeah. Something. Something. So I thought that was funny. Yeah. So So anyway, so. Dan is spazzing out and he's trying to chase off Stu. Yeah. Um. Because, what is it, the kids go look at the dessert tray, mm-hmm. and then, like, uh, Miranda takes Natty to the bathroom. Right. 
And he starts talking like sex, you, mm-hmm. you know, euphorisms. Oh yeah, euph- yeah. Just trying to make Stu as uncomfortable as possible. Like she's saying that Miranda has crabs, that she's got a vibrator that's like a massive vibrator that mm-hmm. you know you might not be able to stand up to that. Yeah, I mean, just like yeah, all kinds everything of everything he yeah, can to make him as uncomfortable really uncomfortable. As and um, then, I mean, at this point, he has to know that Mrs. Doubtfire, quote unquote, mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire, hates him for no reason. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but he's being like a champ about it mm-hmm. because he knows that she's important to the rest of the family. Right. Well, so now we've got similar to earlier. Now he's got to go back and forth. Exactly. As Daniel and Mrs. Doubtfire. So, so he, he runs to the bathroom. Well, so because he notices, he's like, "Oh shit!" He's like pissed. Like, he could yeah. tell the, that the studio, the studio head, head is getting impatient. Impatient and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, he goes to the bathroom, chain, you know, changes into his Daniel. <laughs> yeah. And he's already had somebody tell the guy that he got stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, he shows up there. Now he's starting to drink, though. He's like, oh, I got to catch up to... Yeah. He's having, Boss like, man's a drinker. Oh, yeah. He's having, like, doubles. He's and, already like, had two scotches by himself, and he makes Dan catch up. Yep. So, at this point, now we've got, you know, they, they talk for a few minutes, and then he runs to the bathroom, and now we've got drunk Mrs. Doubtfire going yeah. back to the table with the kids. Yep. Because it's like, he realizes, like, oh, crap, you know, we got to order or whatever. If he was smart. Okay. What he would have done, because she's an old lady, mm-hmm. is drink his Chardonnay, go talk to the guy, come back and be like, I'm so sorry, the Chardonnay is interacting with my heart medication. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go home now. Right. And then just go back to Daniel. And then just Daniel. go down as yeah. Daniel and sit down with the studio head. That's true. It would have been perfect. But that's not what this movie's about. No. you got to have the, <laughs> all the crazy shenanigans. Exactly. So now we've got a drunk Mrs. Doubtfire. And her teeth fall out. Her teeth fall out. Well, first she falls out of the chair. Oh, that's true. And then the teeth <laughs> fall into her Chardonnay. So her and Stu are like fishing them out mm-hmm. with a fork and a spoon, which I thought was hilarious. Right. And so they make their orders, and Stu says that he wants, like, the jambalaya, jambalaya but not... No pepper. No, no pepper. Why are you ordering a jambalaya when you can't have pepper? I know, right? Because he says he... That's just it. So he says he's allergic to pepper. So you order something else. Right. I agree. You, a jambalaya without pepper is rice and tomato sauce. Like, yeah, exactly. No. I agree. So anyway, <sighs> so that becomes important, like, later, though. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, um, so they order. Mrs. Doubtfire runs again. Runs again. Dan comes out. Now he sits down with the boss, and he's covered in perfume and lipstick. Lipstick, yep. He's so drunk that he's trying to cover the alcohol right. smell when he changed the first time back. Mm-hmm. And so, so he sits down. Boss man wants to know, like, what's going on. Are you wearing lipstick? Yeah. Do you smell like perfume? So he basically is saying he's getting laid, you know. He had a quickie with an old girlfriend. Yeah. Well, now the boss man's like... Oh, she have a friend? Yeah. Yeah. And he runs back to the bathroom again, doesn't he? He changes. Changes. Again. Yep. And then he comes back to the boss man's table, dresses Mrs. Doubtfire. Wait, no, 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 no. So he changes. He's He goes back as Mrs. Doubtfire. He's passing by the kitchen. Yes. Passes by the kitchen, remembers that they're at table 39... Ends and up putting a bunch of pepper and shit on top of Stu's food. Yes. And then I think he goes, then he goes back and sits down in front of the boss. Yes. As Mrs. Doubtfire. And the boss sees that it's Dan. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's, what the hell? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And so that's whenever, he played it pretty good. Where he, This is finally, mm-hmm. it's like, 
finally Dan is prompting the way I want him to. Right. This is your new character. Yeah. Everybody loves Grandma. Yeah. And so yeah. he does the whole voice and everything. Well, the food comes. Mrs. Doubtfire isn't there, so they decide she's still with Boss Man. Right. So so the they just starts to eat. Starts to eat. Well, Stu starts choking, and mm-hmm. basically choking on a whole shrimp because apparently he can't cut his food like an adult. Yeah. What the hell, man? <laughs> I saw that too because they show that shrimp pop out, and it's like, dude, like it's like an entire. Prom. It's an entire yeah. So anyway, so at that point, he's like, oh, shit, you know, I, I killed the poor bastard. So he runs over and he actually vaults over one of the... Right? <laughs> one of like the, the, help, yeah. the dividers in the yeah. restaurant. Help is on the way, dear, you know. So he, like, yeah, vaults <laughs> over the thing and he starts giving him the Heimlich. Mm-hmm. Finally, he's able to get it out. And like you said, it's a big-ass, like, prawn. Right, because he can't chew or <laughs> yeah. cut up his food like an adult. But the problem is, is once he did, when he was doing it, the mask. Once he stands up, you see the mask has yeah. come dislodged. And so, obviously. Miranda has a freaking meltdown. Well, I can't blame her, though. I that would be traumatizing, that you know, not but knowing she, any like, that. She can't even speak. She just yeah. grabs the kids and books it. And, of course, the youngest daughter is confused, too. Right. It's like. You know, what the dad, like, what the hell? Right, and, and the then, older two are just kind of like, oh, crap, because yeah. they already know. Yeah, they already know, and they're like, oh, this is not going to end well. Yeah. And then I love the scene where you've got Stu and Dan in a dress, just yeah. sitting, standing next to and he's like, mm-hmm. And Dan's like, yep. Yeah. Like, all right. And they kind of just yeah. part ways. Yeah. And meanwhile, obviously, everybody's staring at him, and he's like, you know, yeah, the show's over, you yeah. know. And so he, like, leaves. So then we get back. We're right back in custody court. Mm -hmm. And the judge is basically, you know, dude, you you messed up. This is not going to be the way you want. Dan's like, I just want to be with my kids. And judge basically says, look, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. So you get one Saturday a week or every other week with your kids. And it is supervised. Supervised, yep. Yeah. Um, After that, they start searching for new housekeepers. Mm Mm-hmm. And Miranda's with the kids, and everybody misses Mrs. Doubtfire. Right. And, and they keep calling, they talk about yeah. her like she's a totally separate person from Dan. Right. And that's to say, at one point, she's like, she's not a real person, mm-hmm. is what she tells the kids. You know, like, we gotta keep, you know, it's like, come on, guys, like, you know, she's not right. a real person. And then all of a sudden, you hear the, hello. Yes. <laughs> because initially, when they were, the, her and the kids were sitting there, this one old lady that, I guess they were looking for a new housekeeper, she's yeah. like, I don't do dishes. I don't do windows. I don't do vacuuming. I don't do homework. Yeah. Like, it's like, what do you do? I know. I love it whenever she's like, I don't do diapers. And she's like, well, my kids have been potty trained for quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, they go through the whole, you know, we miss Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. And then, like you said, hello. hello. And so they run in and sure enough, they see Mrs. Doubtfire on the TV. Mm-hmm. And, and it's basically the studio head has given Dan the show. Right. And Miranda feels horribly guilty. Mm-hmm. All the kids, like, just miss him terribly. So they right. all settle in and the kids are watching. Right. And turns out this kid's show is yeah. a huge success. Right. So Miranda goes to the set. Yep. And she's they're talking about, you know, it's number one in your time slot. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's overhearing everybody. Yep. And you see Dan and the cast and crew of the kids' show. And right. they've, like, just wrapped for the day and they're high-fiving. And he basically asked her to wait here yeah. so he can go change. Right. An adult thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> and when she comes back, 
<laughs> I put in my notes, Miranda feels really guilty, and she should. She should, yeah. Um, They basically, they start another argument again, they but they're like, yeah. you know what, this is stupid, let's yeah. just stop. Yep. And then, it's basically, they're in this space of, well, what are we going to do now? Mm-hmm. How do we move forward? Right. Well, then it cuts to the kids. Mom's like, I've got you guys a new sitter. Yeah. And she opens the door, and it's not Mrs. Doubtfire, it's just Dad. Dad, yes. And basically, it's against the judge's order, mm-hmm. but she's like, oh, I've got that worked out. Right. And the ending voiceover is Mrs. Doubtfire basically spilling the family tea on what it's like to be a kid of divorce. Right, because supposedly a kid wrote in, you know, saying, oh, you know, my dad, my... My mommy and daddy aren't are, together right. anymore. My daddy doesn't live here with us anymore. Yeah, and she goes into this whole thing about how families, you know, are all, every family is different. You and know, yeah. All that kind of stuff. Sometimes they get back together and sometimes they don't, but right. you're going to be okay. Right, and thing. so it just shows him driving off, you know, with the kids and, you know. Right. All that kind of stuff. And scene. And scene, yes. So, um, I really, really liked it. It was a really I, sweet I movie. Know. I know. I think I'd be more emotionally attached to it if I'd seen it when I was a kid, like when you saw mm-hmm. it. Of course, what are your fun facts? You mentioned you had several. Yeah. Okay, so I thought this was kind of funny. Robin Williams' own son did not recognize him in his Mrs. Doubtfire outfit until Aww. he started speaking. <laughs> I wonder how old he was. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Um, According to one biography, Robin Williams decided uh, to test out the believability of his Mrs. Doubtfire character during filming by going as Mrs. Doubtfire into an adult bookstore and making a purchase. Um, He was able to do so without being recognized. (laughs) So... Well, I mean, let's be real. Who's looking an old lady in the eye when she's buying a rabbit? Uh, Like, true. now. (laughs) Now, I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so according to director Chris Columbus, Robin Williams improvised so much that there were PG, PG PG-13, R, and NC-17 edits of the film, (laughs) though always intended to be uh, released as PG-13. Nice. Well, I mean, have you seen, there's that group on YouTube that cuts old movie trailers, and instead of being like a family comedy, they made this look like a horror movie? Yeah, yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. So... That was really cool. What else you got for me? This one's kind of long, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Okay, so Talk of a Sequel began in 2003 with the script being written by Bonnie Hunt. Um, Robin Williams was set to return in disguise as an old nanny like in the first movie. Um, But due to problems with the script, rewriting began in er early 2006 as Robin was allegedly unhappy with the plot. The film was expected to be released in late 2007, mm-hmm. but following further script problems, the sequel was declared scrapped in mid-2006. Uh, the sequel's okay. story was originally said to involve Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire moving close to his daughter's college so he could keep an eye on her. Um, <laughs> serious discussions regarding the sequel reignited in April of 2014 with an announcement that Robin Williams and Chris Columbus would be teaming up with Fox 2000 to produce a sequel. William's sudden death just four months later ultimately sealed the project's fate once Aww. and for all. Uh, so, Which I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't try yeah. to... Yeah. And see, this is one of those movies where I don't feel like, no matter what they did or who they used, they can never remake this. Right. To be like the original. It just won't... It won't happen. He's exactly. one of those people that you can't replace. Exactly. And God bless Will Smith for trying. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, I yeah. just... I can't see him... And I can't see any of his characters being played by anybody else. Right. You know, it's kind of like um, 
Lord of the Rings. I cannot see anybody else playing Gandalf. Yeah, exactly. I can't see anybody else playing Harry Potter. Like, right. Those movies are those <laughs> actors. Um, an avocado was going to be used instead of meringue as a disguise after Daniel loses his mask, but it made Robin Williams look like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Now, I thought this was kind of cool. So Robin Williams used much of his real uh, childhood nanny to characterize Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, when British tabloids found this out, they went looking for his former nanny. They found his real nanny, Lolly, in a uh, Michigan nursing home, and the reporters and photographers flocked to the little town to get an interview with her. Lolly balked at the attention and downplayed her impressive role. Uh, The reporter found out Lolly had, in fact, been a nanny to other Hollywood celebrities, including Mr. and Mrs. Lyle Wagner. Um, As a result, the local newspaper ran a story of Lolly with the heading, The Real Mrs. Doubtfire. Aww. Yeah. Oh, and Mrs. Doubtfire says the word dear 101 times. Yeah, um, that sounds about right. In some scenes, she either mumbles the word or says it quickly. Yeah. So, anyway, just a couple of stuff, you know, Sweet. things like that. So Okay, so I've got a couple of different things. I wanted to hit on the actors first. Okay. Of course, Robin Williams, Sally yeah. Field, Pierce Brosnan. Done. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to say anything else about them. Yeah. Um, Harvey Feinstein, or Firestein, Feinstein, yeah. Harvey. Yeah. Uh, I did actually look at him because I've seen him in a million things I've oh, never yeah. heard his name. Yeah. So he's got 55 different projects, and that's just mostly the televised and mm-hmm. movie stuff. He's done stage yeah. forever. Yeah. Forever and ever. Now, uh, Lisa Jacob is the one that played Liddy. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, like, child... retired. Yeah, she's, like, retired Yeah, now. she was a child actress. Uh, the other thing I recognized her from, because she was familiar but I couldn't pin it, mm-hmm. was Independence Day. Yeah. The three kids in the RV, she was the sister. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Lawrence, of course. Matthew, Joey, and I think there was another one. Mm-hmm. They were really big heartthrobs, in, especially in the 90s. 90s, yeah. Uh, he's got uh, 60 projects total that he's got on oh, his okay. resume right now. He's never really quit acting, but I don't think a lot of his stuff is getting the fanfare it used to. Yeah. I think there's, like, a lot of B-movies. He's mm-hmm. done a lot of, like, guest spots. I feel like his like older that. brother, Joey, probably had more success. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Miss Mara Wilson. I love her. She has 20 projects under her resume, Mm -hmm. and it looks like she's got some stuff that's more recent, but after... Matilda, mm-hmm. I find next to nothing that I recognize. Well, if I remember right, her mom passed away from cancer while she was filming Matilda. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, like, Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman, you know, were there for her to oh. help her through, you know, yeah. as much as they could and stuff. And then I think she did maybe a couple of, like, kids' movies after that. Most of what's on her resume are children's movies. Yeah. Like, and she has some big project for such a little girl miracle right. on 34th street yeah. the remake they did for yep. tv uh, matilda um there was a couple of other ones that i mm-hmm. recognized but i hadn't seen right so i mean she for a child actress especially she had a pretty good run yeah um let's see now you know me and google mm-hmm. first off the plot hole is what i have oh, to God. attack first <laughs> i watched dr phil uh-huh he talks about what happens when the court gets involved in custody cases right if Mama went against court orders and allowed Dad to see the kids after the court has already said, hey, he's crazy, his visitation has to be supervised, yeah. they're taking the kids from her, too. Yeah. Like, straight <laughs> up, not happening, because now she's proving negligent, and now she's not fit. Yeah. So it's like, come on now. 
So that's the Dr. Phil answer to that whole family <laughs> court situation. Nice. Now, the other thing I was curious about was the prosthetics. Because mm-hmm. in this movie, you see what you really don't see often, which is a prosthetic being put on right. an actor on yeah. film. Yeah. Usually, if you see a prosthetic that they acknowledge as a prosthetic, it's like a bad guy ripping a mask off. Right. So, I actually looked it up. Um, typically, actors and prosthetics are stuck filming and wearing that prosthetics between 14 and 16 hours a day. Ugh. Now, Rebecca Romaine has the longest prosthetic and makeup, I guess, set where she has to get it, like, applied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was for X-Men when right. she was playing Mystique, and it was nine hours of makeup. Ugh. God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then Robert England was the other one because you yep. and I are both big horror movie buffs and oh, yeah. Cougar's the King. Yep. His prosthetics came in 12 pieces and were between four and five hours to apply every Ugh. day. Yeah. yeah I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So let's talk about budget. Okay. Wikipedia tells me they filmed this for $25 million, which I thought was a little high considering it's a kid's movie. Yeah, but... But then again, if they're renting the house where they're filming, and it's a million-dollar house... Right. And then they have to All also... All the prosthetics and stuff. The prosthetics. Yeah. Um, just everything that kind of went along with it, because, I mean, let's be real, if he wore the same suit the whole filming, mm-hmm. that thing that thing stank. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's rubber against skin, yeah. and, like, sweat and moisture. Oh, it was probably hot. <laughs> um, so, $25 million to make. It grossed... Four hundred and forty-one million point three. Nice. So they did fine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They're good. Yep. Now I also found something. Um, you touched on most of what I found on my oh, fun okay. facts. They did win best makeup at the sixty-six Academy Awards. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. They won best makeup. Uh, there are over thirty deleted scenes on the two thousand eight DVD release. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I thought that was really cool. I want to see some of the NC seventeen stuff. Right? I, want to I know doubt what, they put it on the DVD. I doubt though. it, but it's like it would have been it would have been cool to hear like what he had mm-hmm. said. Now, after his death, yeah, the fans actually would drive by the house they used in this film mm-hmm. and take photos, and they basically turned it into a little museum yeah. for a little while at least. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Right. I will say Robin Williams' death. Like normally, celebrity deaths, it's like, oh, that is sad. Yeah. That one really... I actually cried. Yeah. That one really... And I know you struck, did, too. Yeah. You at least teared up. Yeah. I mean, that one definitely hit me hard for Well, because, reason. I mean, he was the the cartoon man of our childhood. Well, that's we've got true Mrs. Too. Doubtfire. We've got Jumanji. We've mm-hmm. got Aladdin. Yep. Like, he was yeah. our guy growing up. Right. So. so. Aw. I know, right? <laughs> You're not going to cry now, are you? No. <laughs> So, how are we going to rate this one? What do you want to use? Wait, do you have the tomato meter? Oh, I do. Yes. I'm Thank just you. curious. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 71%. Okay. Audience, 77%. Yeah. Which I feel those are pretty on par. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. So, let's see. Shall What shall we use? Do you want to use fruits? <laughs> Run by fruiting? <laughs> how many Nolan Ryan thrown <laughs> lines do you give this film? I'm, five. I'm going to give it a three and a half. I'd say I'd give it a solid four. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, nice. I mean, especially considering how, A, how long ago it was made. Right. Like, it still and B, holds just up. just the work. It does. Yeah. It really holds up. Like, there, like I said, there's some stuff that I'd go, oh, that ain't gonna fly today. Yeah. But back when it was made, it was really good. And I think it's still really good for right. a kid's movie. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. 
What movie are we doing next time? Next week, we are checking out 1980s. Mm-hmm. Summer school. Woohoo! Yes. Now this one, it is on Google. I haven't looked for it anywhere else yet, so we okay. shall see. Okay. So you're gonna have to rent it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. where did you find uh, Doubt, Mrs. Doubtfire? I got it off of Google. Okay. It was not on Netflix, and right. I couldn't find it on Hulu either. Okay. So I think either like Amazon Prime, um, Amazon Video, or Google Play is really the only place you're gonna be able to find it. Gotcha. Because. I own it, so... I figured. I cheated, and, you know, I already have it. (sighs) I forgive you. Right? All right. All right, guys. So, next week, check us out with another older film, 1980s Summer School. I think it's got Jeff Bridges? I don't know. Maybe? (laughs) Whatever. I I know. There's a couple of actresses I recognize. Mm -hmm. I just can't... There's a Courtney in there somewhere that was popular (laughs) in the 90s. Nice. Okay. That's all for us, guys. All right. Bye, guys. Have a good one.